Good morning, Misfits. You are tuning into episode 13 of the Misfit Project. I am your host, Drew Crandall. Ted is to my right. Ted, how are we doing this morning? Uh, living life, recovering from the uh, the game last night. Yes, Ted is a Ted is a uh, huge New England Patriots fan. Is actually a real one, not one of the fake ones yeah. um, that decided he was a Patriots fan <laughs> once they started winning. Born and raised. Um, but do we feel bad for him um, <laughs> after the previous five? Probably not. And I will say, and, I, and I'm only saying this because it's recording, because Ted is actually one of the people that doesn't talk shit to me when the Steelers lose, so I won't be mean to him. But the Steelers do still have uh, six Super Bowls, which is the only team in NFL history with six. We are going to move on today. <laughs> Sports. On Yay. the Misfit Project, we had two very strong, powerful women, CrossFit Games stars, China Cho and Mackenzie Riley. And we had them on because we feel that it's extremely important for women to – um, add strength training into their life. And, um, we wanted to bring two people in that have had, you know, had to grow up in, in society and, and deal with these, the push and pull of wanting to be athletes, but wanting to look a certain way. Um, and you know, we just got done recording and I, I think it went really well. Yeah. I mean, plus they're just fun to talk to. So yeah, that absolutely. Was, that was an added bonus. It, it is an added bonus. And I think it's important for people to understand that, um, these people that, you know, have these lofty goals and work their butt off are still just people. They're just human girls, just human girls, as they put it. <laughs> um, so I won't get too much into it. Um, uh, hope you guys really enjoy the episode. I know that Ted and I enjoyed recording it. So, yeah, enjoy. Mackenzie Riley, China Cho. Yo, you Hi. are the first double guests on the Misfit Project. Hey. I like that emoji with the two girls and the dancing. Can that be a? Uh, never mind. There's no emojis, I guess, involved in. There's no. Video we could we could use <laughs> the emoji in like promoting it. Yes. Yes, please. We, we could just like the top row on Instagram could and just put a be Max Bragg flannel on it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Drew, you didn't wear your uniform today. I didn't know. I didn't know. I mean, this is obviously audio only, but um, Ted. China and Kenzie are all wearing the exact same shirt. And we're wearing gray sweatpants. And we're wearing the same we're pants. We're all wearing gray You're not wearing gray sweatpants. Yes, he is. <laughs> what the hell? Reebok, wow. shoes. Reebok shoes, Max Bragg flannel. Uh, I will have you know they are all unisex clothing items. I'm not wearing women's clothes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you are. Mm -hmm. Liar. Although women's well, clothes would look good on me. Drew's yeah. a loser. So. <laughs> okay. All right. So we are going to... Before we get into the specifics of the how and why for strength training for women, I want to dig into your past history with sports and lifting weights and body weight and all of these different things because I think it's important for people to understand that you can go from having one opinion or one goal to having another you know, once, especially when you're on a journey of being maybe less healthy to more healthy, you can kind of change your opinions on certain things. And that's a perfectly okay thing to do. So we're going to start with you, Kenzie. Sure. Um, give us some background. Oh, man. Um, I mean, I played a lot of sports, but for the most part, I, I swam for 15 years of my life. So when did you start? Um, five, like, kin like kindergarten, basically when you go to school. Yeah. And then you go to swim practice after school. It was a great idea my mom had to keep me busy. Um, so that was, I mean, for the most part, I did always did that sport. And then kind of other sports came and went through my life. Um, but for the most part, swimming is non-impact. You know, it's your freaking swimming endurance, holding your breath in circles. All Like, that's all it is. So very little exposure to other, I mean, a little bit of like, running and random weightliftings, but for the most part, nothing like ever like that was a part of my life. Yeah. Um, even into being, oh, well, in high school, I did take um, athletic PE. We had athletic PE and we had ghetto, we had ghetto PE. It was called recreational, but everybody called it ghetto PE where you played like square dancing and archery and then you had weightlifting basically you, was the other. Wait, you, you, did, athletic. you did square dancing in gym class? You didn't have a class? dance unit? No. Oh, I don't know if I even know and what now, a dance unit is. Ours were like ours were like three sports. It was we like, like floor hockey, frisbee. basketball, volleyball. Yeah, well, I mean, you had a unit. Like you had you know, archery, floor hockey, 
basketball, like you had a unit, but square dancing was always a unit or uh, dancing, and it was always square dancing we had to do. Wow. You didn't have that? Where'd you grow no. up? In Illinois. Okay. No, ding, ding, ding. And you know what? <laughs> and and as Roy is a PE teacher now, and we're from Maine. So. He does he does a dance he does the dance unit, but he does like Cupid Shuffle and Oh, I bet like he loves electric that. slide. Like he oh. does like like if you're at a freaking wedding reception in Roy's dance unit. Anyways. Oh man. I know. With DJ Roy. Yeah. Teaching the people to dance. It's, but the kids all like I mean, let's face it, who wants to square dance when you can do that? So Anyways, I did athletic PE um, to where we did lifting three days a week. But when you're 14, you're just like, mm, three, oh, did it, did my set, three reps. Like you didn't really take it seriously. So yep. didn't really ever care too much about that sort of stuff. Didn't think it mattered. Um, let's see, where do I go from here? So I had a really great experience when I was a teenager um, where I decided I wanted to be really skinny I had some body image issues, and by some, I mean a lot. Um, I went through a period where I kept swimming, and then I did extra running, and I didn't eat anything. And I lost a lot of my abilities as an athlete. And at first, I was like, I look good. But then I tried to swim, and I realized I had, I couldn't, like, couldn't, died immediately. So then I was like, shit, I need to get stronger. I need to fix this. So then I started trying to lift more weights um because I could you could literally tell like I was a thick stick um and I realized I I wanted some more back on me but I didn't want it to be just like fat you know so I tried to lift more weights didn't know what I was doing um so I kind of messed around with that for a little while but other than that really still no experience in that area um it seems like a bit of a luxury to be able to even though you're having these body issues and wanting to be skinny, you've got kind of that performance check to keep you like yeah, mentally sound enough to well, say, oh, I need to keep myself how, relatively yeah. strong. That's how I know I cared about like that, you know, when, when you're, you know, athletic, you're known, that's your, your identity or like something you really care about or the thing that's tied most to like, I worked really hard at this and whenever that becomes threatened, then you realize shit. Well, that's right. a, that's like a such a serious battle as a young girl. Like you're 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 battling the fact that you want to be competitive, but a competitive healthy body might be different than what you think the social norm is for like what you're expected to look like as a girl and that's that's like a, a big part of what all of this 100%. this entire topic is about. Yeah. You think you know what it needs to look like, but that doesn't mean at all. That's what it looks like. Right. And all of my friends were very small girls, but they played zero sports. And so like to understand, like I had something they didn't in my abilities and like I worked hard multiple hours a day that they never did. That's why they looked different than me. Like I couldn't appreciate like this is hard work. It's not me being fat like this, you know, like it was hard to discern like like that's OK to look like that because you have something they don't. Well, you're you're growing up and like figuring the whole world out and and you're expected to look a certain way. That's yeah. all of that mixed together is it's, it's and people say, oh, the media, this, the media, that is true. It's true. But it's also like, you know, your best friends that aren't trying to make you feel bad. But you see like, oh, like all the boys like them. And maybe it's for other reasons. But to me, it feels like because they're skinnier than me. Like, right. So that that was partly what that was about. Um but at the end of the day, I realized I put 10 years into the sport and I literally, I can't, like, I can't even function in the water. Like I almost stopped at a swimming one time. Like it was awful. And so that was enough to scare me to think that I put so much into it. And, you know, you can, some people may not, you know, well, I don't care. I don't care about it anyways, but like, I obviously cared about it because that bothered me. So right. that was enough to like scare me back into getting help and wanting to, you know, be healthy again and do it the right way. But inevitably, because I had starved my body down, my metab like my body was just didn't know what to do with food. So whenever they're like, you need to gain weight, just ate more food, ate more food, came back and not as great of a way as I wanted. So I was a little softer, um, I would say for the next couple of years. And I know like now what I know, what I know now is my hormones had to have been a hundred percent totally fucked up. Just like, like you can look at the way just 
the way where the weight went and just kind of yeah. what I looked like, you can tell like it's a you know hormonal imbalance sort of situation. Well, you and I have talked about this before, and it was what um, a lot of the research that I've looked at calls rabbit starvation, which is protein only essentially, yeah. protein and vegetables. So there's no fat or carb for energy. So why would your hormone, you know what I mean? When you reintroduce it, it's not all of a sudden your body like snaps back into, you know, what you were X amount of years ago. Yeah, it's, and I, I mean, my, when I lost a lot of weight, I lost lost my period. I had to go on birth control at age 15, not because I was having sex, but because I had like, I needed to get a period back, like, and keep that in check, which I didn't understand was important. But um, I went through that. And then all through college, every, this is really weird, but in the the fall time, my hair would just, just come out so easily. And it was, it's all like, it's all related to what was going on with my body and my diet. Mm-hmm. And in retrospect, like it all makes sense. But like, yeah, I had a really hard time um, through that, like trying to understand what was going on. Again, you know, I'm a young girl on the prowl trying to like, you know, get the men, <laughs> trying to find, find my true love. And so even though I was an athlete, again, like I'm grinding in the pool, like swimming, you know, three to four hours a day. And I still, and I'm athletic and I'm strong, but like, and I don't know if y'all like looked at swimmers too much, but you're not defined. Like Mm -hmm. some of them look kind of like, kind of soft, like it's just a, it's strong, but it's just big. Yeah. And it's not, and it's not, you don't like, you don't have like, you don't see the curves and the striations. Like you're not chiseled. Even Michael Phelps or right. Like I look at Olympic swimmers and I'm like, they look kind of, they look kind of fat, but they're really like, they're not, you know, it's It's, just a different look. Yeah. That's the thing. It's, it's not, it just looks different. It looks different from what you would expect from, from a professional athlete. And they obviously have, you know, really low body fat, but where they hold muscle and where they hold fat is so much different. It's not a pronounced like musculature. So, I mean, again, it was just like, I work really hard and then, you know, oh yeah, I'm in college, but I didn't, I didn't gain the freshman 15, but I think for the most part, it was a combination of training really, really hard and under eating to some degree as a, you know, girl trying to be, you know, whatever I was trying to be. Um, but it, it it just never, I never looked like it. You'd probably look at me and be like, she doesn't look like she exercises, even though I did. And that, that's really hard. Um, so I was never not fit. I was always athletic, but it was just like, bulk. it was just like a, a, a bulk. It wasn't like a defined muscle. And so I just kind of always felt kind of soft and that was discouraging. So I still struggled with my body image and, you know, eating disorder behavior probably for a solid decade. Um, honestly, up until I found CrossFit, which is like another epic reason like that this has changed my life not just for everything that it's brought me to but it's changed my relationship with food Mm -hmm. because my body changed with the change in sport I think essentially yeah um but yeah that's that's basically what I went through all the way up until um I did come into CrossFit so after college I swam until I was 20 didn't finish the last two years (laughs) during the towel no thanks um but that's whenever I decided I should run half marathons. If you look at me, I totally look like a long distance runner, right? I'm built, 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 built for, for that running. for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I decided I'm yeah. going yeah. <laughs> to, me too. I'm going to just run a lot. Um, also, oh, I'm so fit. I'm going to be on the elliptical for an hour. Then I'm going to take an abs class. Then I'm going to take a cycling class. And I started, I was like a gym rat. Like all I did was spend time at the rec, but I was at the college rec. Um, but all I was doing was like so low intensity, just like, oh, if I just move a lot, that's the same, like, oh, I'm burning in the hours. Like, look how sweaty I am. But like, I mean, it was challenging. Don't get me wrong. Quantity over quality. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, and I thought I was just like so hardcore cause I just did all these gym classes anyways. So I did, that was what I did essentially. Um, I ran a lot and then just did a whole bunch of cardio that was not really super intense. Never lifted weights. Um, I did, however, after I graduated college, um, got into an internship. Uh, that's actually where Roy and I met was in spin class. Just so everybody knows, my husband and I <laughs> met over a spin bike. He was the instructor. I was in the class. Um, so it's I'm really glad. It's a classic story. I, it's, it's a classic, <laughs> you know, it's a classic fairy tale. Um, 
So I'm glad I did it because obviously it turned out really well. Um, but I would take a body pump class. That was my first exposure to like weightlifting. Was my dad was a body pump instructor. <laughs> yes, yeah, clear. Like, looks like he was I a could, body like, pump see that. for like five years. Oh man, he it was, it. dude. And I thought I was like, I was like, yeah, like it would burn, like it burned, but it was like a hundred, it was like a hundred reps in a like class. 3.2 pounds. Yeah. Um, but I thought that was awesome because I was like, I'm going to get two plate. Like, you know, you've got, you felt strong in the class. Anyways, um, I would take one of those in the morning. Um, again, go take a cycling class after it. Come back after my internship. Do the same fucking class again. Like, because that was a good idea. Um, take a, I taught Zumba. Like, I would just, I, I literally was like a serial group fitness classer. And then I would run a couple miles. So I kept that going for a while. Well, even if, even if let's say it wasn't even about the, the body image part in the food, you had a huge like surplus of energy considering how much you swam. Like being able to, to mimic that inside of a gym is not easy. No, and all. it's just like, yeah. It's Especially in this style of stuff that you were doing. Quantity, yeah, it was all quantity over quality. It was just like, the more I do, the better. And right. I was also a vegetarian during some of this time, so I thought that was also a really big part of the answer to being just like skinny. And it was, yeah, my it, it was, it's an interesting backstory. Um, but yeah, that was, that was what I did um, up until that was my life right before I found CrossFit was half marathons and body pumps and cycling classes and See. and I was I w- like I said I literally weigh the, s- I, the same weight I am now it just looks different and yeah and so with the with the CrossFit obviously there's a decent amount of weightlifting involved um, was there ever a point where the little Kenzie in terms of wanting to be skinny battled at all with the like muscle mass that's put on through your training. Was that ever an issue I for don't, you? No, because I, it's like I wanted that, but I, I would was trying so hard to procure that through these other avenues of fitness that I don't think I really understood because I would go down into the, the free weight section. I kind of skipped this part and I would do like some free weights like regularly, but it's like, I never, I never knew how to get what I would, Right. I, would lo- I, I mean, I love the way I look now. I would have loved that then. It wasn't a matter of, oh, it's bulky. I was never that person that was like, that's not attractive. I mean, I'm an athlete. Like, I think muscle is, is amazing and strong and sexy on a female. Like, I think that's a great, important thing. And I just didn't know how to to get there. And I thought that's what I was doing right. was the way. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, almost, I mean, we all have that that story of like that in-between time. Like if you played sports growing up, and you haven't found your outlet for that when you get older. You have that time of the regular style gym where you're like, oh, "What am yeah. I supposed? What am I supposed to be doing in here?" Yeah, like three hours a day of bench pressing at Planet Fitness. Yeah, you go <laughs> oh, in yeah. and you and, and you do no that whole squatting. thing and <laughs> none. You've got no the squatting head- at all. You've got the headphones on and everyone's essentially just judging each other the whole time yeah, that you're there. Like mm-hmm. it's a for an athlete, that's a very odd situation and i mean i i can think back to similar scenarios where it was like i'm doing crunches upstairs and then i'm on the stair climber and then i'm doing you know dumbbell press and like just like oh yeah i don't know i'm kind of tired now it's like random yeah so random and so yeah it was like i was trying but i i I didn't know like you this seems right this girl's doing it she looks good i'll do that like that sort of stuff um and i do remember one time um we we took a spin class together Roy and I and the girl in front of us was like kind of you know you could see the the delts like you could see she had some shape um to her musculature and she was more of a petite female but he was like she's jack she looks like she's like at the CrossFit games or something and I was like motherfucker I was like I want to I want to look like that <laughs> but I didn't even know I was just like oh that's what you like huh and I was like I want to look like that and it's really funny because I was like what's what's CrossFit games <laughs> I didn't even know what it was um but I totally remember that. But I was just like, well, he like, like I don't know how to look like that because I'm trying really hard and it's not happening. So I just, pff, that's why I thought I'm like doing a million reps in body pump every day. Like, is this not the right way? So I just didn't under, understand what, what made that happen to your body. 
It's great that you made it there, though. From I mean, that's a long, that's a really long journey, and I'm sure it felt long. But like from wanting to look this way to wanting to look that way, like yes, the pursuit, uh, it's still a pursuit of wanting to look a certain way, but you have, you can't achieve that unless you're healthy. Right. Yeah. I just it, and man, it's a freaking long. I wish. I wish I would have found it. Everybody says, I wish I would have found CrossFit earlier. Yeah. But like, <laughs> it's so true. Like it was everything I was looking for. I just didn't know. I just, I mean, it's part of the, part of my journey. But like, yeah. that's absolutely what I was looking for this whole time that I was wasting time doing all this stupid shit. That's but how we learn. I know. I learned. So it's okay, I guess. All right, China. I'm way more boring than her <laughs> um, leading up to my CrossFit life. Sorry, Ted. Talk to the spider. Okay. <laughs> um, so I was also a swimmer. I started when I was nine. Uh, we were living in Hawaii at the time. I was always kind of tall and skinny and never really had um, too many body image issues. Um, swam through high school, swam in college. Was always kind of the same, like never fat, never skinny. A lot of... Um, I didn't lift weights when I was younger. I mean, just like Kenzie said, swimming, to get better at swimming, you swim. Mm -hmm. You have to have good cardio. It doesn't matter if you're a sprinter, a distance, I am, or it didn't matter. Like to swim, you, again, to get, yeah, you hold your breath. We ran, we did some kettlebells, nothing exciting. We bench pressed half reps. I don't know why it doesn't do shit for swimming, but we did. (laughs) Um, Didn't squat, nothing. Um, I feel like most, if we're going to talk about body image and all that kind of stuff, my issues came you know, when I started CrossFit. So when I was done swimming, I was also turning 21, meaning you could drink legally. And I drank a lot of beer. Party. And I got really fat. And by fat, meaning I weighed like 145 to 150 pretty much all through high school and all through college. And I got up past 180. This is crazy. <laughs> which so is crazy. huge. And then I tore my ACL, had a couple surgeries. That added to the drinking. Oh, yeah. All of that. That'll add to the, oh, the pounds huge. for so, sure. Couldn't work out, couldn't do any of that stuff. Anyway, while I was recovering from one of my surgeries, my friend in school was like, you should try this CrossFit thing. You're like really competitive, like when you get better. So once I was not on crutches, I went to a CrossFit gym, still in a brace, did a workout, loved it, never looked back. And, uh, but mm, let's backtrack a little bit. When I was like in college and in school or high school, I always had boobs. I always had that stuff. Now I start CrossFit. We're weight training. We're doing squats like shit I've never done. We're snatching. We're cleaning. We're pressing. We're doing all these things that I've never done. Um, Sure, I lose weight, but I also lose boobs, which (laughs) doesn't seem bad. But like that's what makes a girl feel feminine. And now I'm like battling with, yes, I'm skinnier, but do I look more feminine? And I even struggle with that now. Like I go to the games and I feel inadequate and then I go to real life and I feel too buff. Does that make sense? Like I don't look like the jacked girls at the games, but I don't look like the feminine girls outside of the game. So I feel like now it makes perfect sense. That's our, where I struggle. Our perception of ourselves is not is very rarely reality. Oh, and yeah. the, the problem with that is exactly what you're saying is you can put yourself in a scenario where it's what you know just for lack of a better term plus or minus yeah. and you see it that way no matter what yeah so but one thing that that teaches us if we can take a full step back is that perception is just that yeah it's what it's what we see at that given time based on what sort of bias we have right so anyway that's kind of my backstory didn't really lift weights didn't really do anything didn't really have that many i don't feel like i had that many issues or that many like mental things with myself more so now I feel like than anything else which it's not like a huge struggle but I meant like I'm very aware of the fact that when I go to the grocery store everyone stares at me where I live and is like ew like people say that and then when I go to the games they do that to me too trying to (laughs) (laughs) but like and then I go to the games and I'm like oh my god that girl like bends over and she doesn't even have skin that like goes over her shorts (laughs) and she has like 57 abs that I didn't even know existed I'm like I got like if I flex with the right filter and structure Preach. on my Instagram. Preach. Seriously, like, I don't know. I don't well, know. so so I, I do have something very specific to say about that before we move on. This concept of um, 
within certain communities, you will have outliers that can perform at a high level at a very low body fat percentage. That is almost purely genetics. And I would argue that they still aren't at their full capacity unless they add a little bit of body fat. The female body needs even more body fat than the male body to keep hormone levels where they need to be. And obviously hormone levels and performance are extremely important. So this concept of, I want to look this certain way, um, you know, you will notice that people will make big changes in their diet, maybe look the way that could sell a few more pairs of shoes on Instagram. And then their performance, you can see it in real time, their performance lack. And you see this in a lot of different places. You see it with men um, that are really into just, you know, getting down to that certain body fat percentage. And so much of this stuff comes from whether we even know it or not, those early years of competing with other guys in, you know, middle school or high school and girls, like especially back when like, you know, hormones are starting and you're trying to figure everything out and you're like, need to hang out with that person. You don't really know why, <laughs> like yeah. that kind of thing. And that stuff sticks with us, whether we, whether we know that it does or not. And that's how it could manifest. I think it's, I didn't do this on purpose. But I, I think it's really important and powerful that you two have these stories that might, you could even say be opposite. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, you know, kind of the goal of this podcast today is to get to healthy, strong women on the podcast that, um, can help me, you know, help me explain, especially to the specific audience of women that you get a lot out of strength training, like a lot in a very short period of time, especially if you're doing it correctly. And it's not fair that the social norms suggest that you should have to go run X amount of miles every single day until your knees hurt so bad and your atrophied so bad that you have to then maybe go to a spin class and maybe you get a little bit more muscle back and then you go back to the elliptical like like that that style is it's 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 not it's not the route to get where people want to go but they think that that's how you get there like I literally did that for so long and I was like why is this not why is this not reflecting why do I not look it's but don't you think part it's, of that is even like the the culture? So like people have Fitbits, people have all this stuff. It's measured by heart rate. Like your heart rate doesn't really get oh, I think elevated. I think it's all culture. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that's what I meant. Absolutely. Like your heart rate doesn't get elevated doing like a one rep max back squat. But if you even like walked on the elliptical at a slight incline, your shit's gonna you're burning skyrocket, and yeah. you're burning energy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, people ask but, me, and they're obsessed you, with the number. That's you know their Fitbits telling them their Apple watches to or iWatch whatever. Oh, it's Apple Watch. You were right. Apple? Okay. Yes. Apple Watch. Not iWatch. Ted's going to go crazy. No. I know. I couldn't remember. Ted's going to get upset. No, you're, right. you're, right. yeah. you're upset, Ted. Anyway. He's going to turn But you know what I mean? I'm fine. So I feel like that's off. like half. I'm meditating. I'm fine. It's funny. That's like be- a lot of the problems. Because people ask me, they'll look at me like, you know, like be in public. You know, I'm not offended, but if I don't feel insecure, like I am almost proud of when people notice like, oh, that girl has more muscle because... Like I work really hard, and I don't care if you like it or you don't like it. Like I'm glad that it sh- like I'm, I'm glad do. that it shows. I'm very self conscious about that. I'm just like I'll kick your ass. I mean, like <laughs> I'll kick your ass. Like I don't know. Like I'm really I can't proud. Fight, so I won't. I'm really proud of like the yeah, change but you can because run. I searched That's for true. it. For, I searched for it for so long that like it's awesome to see it like finally happen, and yeah. it's awesome to see hard work like pay off. And so I mean, I'm not granted there are times where it's like okay like yeah it's i'm not a like i'm not a freak you know but anyways um but people are like are you a runner i'm just like is this <laughs> do you laugh I, at them I, yeah i'm like it's so funny i walked in somewhere and it was literally like they were sitting at a desk all they could see me was from my my upper body and they're like oh are you a runner i was like is this what runners look like i don't <laughs> think so this is really weird <laughs> so the 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 thing with China with you figuring out like navigating the waters of looking a certain way with you know obviously you're you're very serious about the sport yeah um there is the piece of without any exaggeration whatsoever there are probably 20 to 30,000 women that look up to you for 
your hard work and, you know, you have an outlet for it. You know, you get to show, you know, on something like Instagram, Mm -hmm. you know, I've worked really hard and people obviously know that because of your results, but this is, you know, I'm proud of, of these changes that I've made. Yeah. And does that help? I mean, it does, but I don't, I don't know them and they like don't influence my life on a daily basis. You know what I mean? They're not what's looking in the mirror. They're not what's you know, trying to decide what food to eat today with the training that I have. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, yes and no, yep. I guess. And and one thing I think that, um, I think that's, that's really important when you're, again, trying to figure all of this stuff out is like the, the sports side of things where you guys are going. And again, that social media side of things. Yeah is just such a they don't really go together not Mm -mm. at all it's almost Mm -hmm. like it's almost like even even someone who's really self-aware is not going to put you know the worst stuff about their day or their training or anything on social media no i mean there are days where i look at a video of myself training and i'm like yeah, I probably should have wore a shirt on that clean. Um, I'm not posting that one. No, I'm serious. Like, I mean, I'm like, that sounds kind of funny, but I'm in the best place that I've been in my CrossFit career with food and body image and stuff yeah. now. But like, it's still a struggle. Yeah. I mean, I'd completely be lying if I didn't say it was. You know what I mean? And I think, but you're not, it's it's not as if I wanted to have you guys on the podcast and have you say like, we've we have this whole situation figured out totally. because... What we just ate six donuts, dude. We're crushing being it. being re- being relatable is one of the most powerful things that you guys can do to convince other women to do this. If you get on here and say, "I love the way that I look," twenty four hours a day, it's going to be harder to connect with yeah. someone to convince them to make a change in their life. What did we do? You want to say what did we say this morning? We're like. Do you ever like, like we were changing? What did you say when we were changing this morning? You were like, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, I legitimately said this this morning while I was putting on my Max Bragg flannel. Um, I literally said, do you ever like take your shirt off and are you scared to look at your stomach? <laughs> Cause, and, cause because I was right. like, I'm really scared right now because we did eat six donuts yesterday. I was, that were I was like, like, yeah, I did that 3,000 calories. <laughs> yeah. And last night we got back to the hotel and I was like, what? remember I said this? I was like, do you ever, do you ever think like, man, if I didn't eat these chocolate chips, I might look like more shredded, and then I'm, I, I was like, and then you're like, no, we yeah, really but, just like chocolate. Yeah, chips. I was like, that's, is that worth it? I don't think so. That, it's but, not worth it. But that day to day thing is what makes the whole body image thing sort of funny and ridiculous. You'll yeah. have a random day where you're just essentially dehydrated, which is incredibly unhealthy, and you're like, hell yeah, look at that, like, like that kind of thing. And it's like you could eat a healthy meal, get better as an athlete or just be healthier in general and look a little bit worse. The next worse is in air quotes because you drank like one more pound of water traveling. That's it. Like that could be the difference. Me when I go home and if I look at myself tomorrow versus me the day before I left, like I I'll look entirely different from traveling to sleep, to stress, to the food, to the donuts like that. Or, you know, hey, what week of the month is it? As a that's, female, that's super important. It's huge. Yeah. And I tell people, you can't compare the last week to this week, but maybe like this week to next month, this week, maybe. But yeah. like if you're looking last week to this week to next week, as a female, you have to consider things are different literally every every week of the month, almost every, you know, even every day of the month if you want to get specific. So like that stuff, again, as a female, those things, you have to acknowledge that or you'll like get really pissed or depressed or like you get too hard on yourself but you also can't make excuses and be like well it must be because I'm this many days yeah. before this so it's okay for me to look like, your body's getting ready to have a child once a month <laughs> it no <laughs> no, it, no but it literally is you don't have stop, you don't have body, any stop you don't have any say in that so it will literally hold it's, on to food and water and not let it go it's an extra factor that that all. if you dog don't dog acknowledge <laughs> Like, yeah. So you you give yourself that little bit of grace in that area sometimes, but at the same time, you can't use that as an excuse if you have, you know. Right. If you have goals, like. Before we get into how, like how could someone just start strength training, um, I think it's important to say that it takes an obnoxious amount of work 
to look a certain way. Mm. Like so much more than like some girls will literally be like, I'm not even going to look at that dumbbell because I'm going to be jacked in a week. Yeah. That couldn't be further from the truth. That shit is hard. Men produce 10 times on average, more testosterone than females. And it's hard to add muscle mass as a I've man. I've literally been trying to like get a tricep for like 15 years and I still don't have one. <laughs> I wish it was easy to get like that, Exactly, that, that concept of if I touch a weight, like you have to lift a lot of weight a lot of times and eat a ton of food yeah. to get like jacked in, in like a short period of time. Shit. And that's not really something that people would be going for anyways. So I just wanted to like, I have to Even throw, still, even if you did all that, getting jacked in a short period of time isn't super right. realistic right. for a lot of people yeah unless you want to get on that juice or something but right. like still it's not and uh, yeah i mean it takes it takes so much work and <laughs> and well another thing like kind of going into this is you know i have people say you know else, um i just want to tone i just want to tone i don't want to like they think they're gonna they have to discern between like okay like bulking versus toning like Girl, you don't you, get to choose that. Yeah, that and I want to say everybody's different. It's called getting stronger and having like it's you're you're getting getting stronger is what we're doing. It's not a different between getting bulky and being toned. Like you need muscle if you want to have shapely sh- more shape to your arm. You don't want to have the high beddies or whatever you call these things. <laughs> you guys, you guys, I've heard never that? heard that before. When the bottom um, of your arm yeah. flaps and you. Water wings. The music teacher, the high yeah. school music teacher, when they're doing the thing. Whoa, with the whoa, whoa, whoa. Composer, the composer. Yeah, we, we call it high Betty's. Like hi Betty, and your arms go like this. Those ladies. Okay. Anyways, if you don't want, like, you need to have muscle there for to to show. You can't just if you don't have muscle, it's gonna be a it's gonna be flat. So like, and you gotta. If, they're they're studying this stuff right now in labs where they'll pull muscle tissue, do like a muscle biopsy after training, and they're finding that it doesn't matter at all. That whole thing about bodybuilding is three by twelve and strength training is like five by five. Mm-hmm. It's literally you lift weights or you don't lift yes. weights. Yeah. Force yes. production's important, all that stuff's important, but that the whole concept between like I'm adding muscle, but I'm trying mm-hmm. not to get stronger, or I'm trying to get stronger without adding muscle. Firming and toning versus yeah. bulking. The, the, they used to think that literally like made a difference. three to five sets of three to five reps was power training, yep. and then hypertrophy training was like really high rep. They're finding that that gap is so small. There's almost no difference so there's between. There's no right or wrong. There's right. almost no difference between the two. And that's why you'll find in the bodybuilding community there's, you know, seven or eight of the most successful guys ever and they all train differently so what's a die set (laughs) (laughs) that's from that's that's from a bodybuilder yeah what that's cardio yeah Uh, so i I don't know before going into it it's just to me it's so important to put that out there because i know how hard you two work and i don't think someone's going to go from and if you do good for you um, right. But I don't think someone's going to go from how do I figure out how to be healthy and exercise to, uh, oops, I'm jacked. Like that just <laughs> right. I mean, but people are legitimately scared of that. I think that's is, an important point too because it's it's kind of about the mentality going into doing what you're doing. Yeah. If you're looking at it as I'm going into this weight training to look a certain mm-hmm. way versus I'm going into this weight training to become a healthier person. I think it's a lot easier to approach the situation. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 100%. And what's what's really hard on the women's side of things is biology tells us that men are attracted to a woman who looks like she's ready to bear a child, Ooh. which is not the look that society is asking for. But the woman can't be in the man's head and know these things. So if society is saying, we, you should look this way, because other girls on the runway or whatever look this way. Mm-hmm. If there's no way for a girl to reconcile that with a guy who's saying, no, I mean, that doesn't look right to me. And it's not one of those, it's not body shaming for someone who's skinny. Mm-hmm. It's just biology, you know, millions of years of, of our biology telling us that if we want to further our name and not wipe out our species, we need to be attracted to a woman who looks healthy enough to have a child. And a lot of that comes from a woman who's healthy enough to have a child's, you know, pushing, you know, mm-hmm. 20% body fat, like that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. that's easy for us to, re- easy for a man to reconcile. 
um, because whether they're going to admit it out loud, you know, because of the social constructs or not, that's what men, according to science, are attracted to. Interesting. But there's no how without me telling you that, and even then, someone telling you something is that really going to be ingrained in you like a magazine cover? or Instagram or any of these other things. Probably not, right? It's def- so it's even like, though it's the reality, your reality is probably different. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's not enough to make me... It, it's just like, it's one of those things where it's, what's your priority? If your priority is to bear a child, then, then maybe, <laughs> but like, that's not the goal here. So right. it's easy to override, you know, oh, if you want to look this way or whatever, or perform well or whatever your goal is, where you're at in your life, whatever's going on with you. Most people isn't. I want to be attractive to a man to bear a child. Right. So yeah, that would be a weird avenue, yeah. especially in How today's do I society. Look like that? I'm gonna take that diet, or I'm gonna do that workout routine. Like, there's a, there's like, a lot <laughs> of evolutionary biologists that think that some women struggle with fasting for that exact reason. It's like they are. Um, that explains something then for me. <laughs> <laughs> they're, <laughs> but they're literally like self sabotaging. Because they're like, well, no, you have to eat, or really? or you will not be attractive what? to a man. Yeah, sure. There's, yeah, there's let's a go lot with that. Of, there's there's a lot of science behind that. That's interesting. Behind like wow. why women, essentially, a lot of a lot of it says that women um, developed in the way that they did because once they got pregnant, they couldn't leave the tribe. They had to stay back and do more of cooking and gathering and making fires and stuff like that. Whereas the guy was not immobilized at any time. Interesting. So a lot of the changes that happened over the course of, you know, millions of years were based on that. And that's how we got to where we are now, as opposed to this is what a man is. This is what a woman is, that kind of thing. So there's a lot, there's a lot to that whole biology piece. And I think that it's important to understand that because if we play into those ideas, then we can be healthier. Because there's no right. fight. It's there's like no square, fighting that square pay ground hole. Like right. Yeah. Like it's a little freeing to know that it's, some of these things are okay and natural to some degree. Like yeah. And you, I mean, you experienced it. You felt it. Yeah. You felt. Oh, I'm supposed to look this way. Well, that's weird because I feel like crap. Yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah. So great. now we are going to talk about. Um, how someone, how a woman could get started in strength training. So I'm gonna put you guys on the spot and ask you what, if you were done, if your CrossFit career ended and you went back to some sort of like halfway between training hard and just having fun, staying healthy, what strength movement do you think you would do at least once a week? Lunge. Lunge. Yep. Lunges are awesome. I hate them, but I think I would do them. (laughs) I don't do them enough. I don't feel like because I do I them. Because I feel frequently. like you could do them in so many different ways. You could do them with weight. You could back load it, front load it, overhead load it. Do it with a dumbbell. Do it with a kettlebell. Do it with a sandbag. There's so like do it with jump. a ru- whatever jump. I mean, and depending on how you load it, you can work other things as well. Um, so that would be my. So if someone's listening to this podcast right now and they've never <clears throat> done. Um, lunges where where would you have them start like obviously they can very easily go on youtube if they don't know what lunges are and check that out but like what do you think would be a safe place for someone to start place like as in location or places places in in, places in like they're literally you're talking to them you're talking to someone right now that wants to start lunging and they're like i'm scared i don't know how am i supposed to wait am i supposed to touch my knee to the ground like how do i do this i think it just depends on you step forward and go as low as you can and if you can touch the ground great and if you can't strive to touch the ground as you get a little bit stronger yeah and you could throw a pillow down yeah, yeah. have do something it on your carpet yeah. yeah um do it on your couch cushion and that could be your standard for now i mean i would like do it until it kind of burns in your stop. butt cheek yeah do stop and then try to do that four more times you know what i mean like yeah. if it burns at four then Try to do five sets of four. If it doesn't burn until 10 or 12, then try to do that many sets. And Um, one thing that that I think a lot of people could learn from you is you would do that, let's say you were starting, and I know that the next week you would want to get, if you did 12, you'd want to get 13. That, or I would like want to do it with like a water, like holding something, or I'd want to do it like with an external object. You know what I mean? When you have Um, that test retest, you can see see something changing within yourself mm -hmm. as opposed to, 
is this working? Yeah. Am or I do doing it in anything? a time frame. Say like, I'm going to do it for 15 seconds and then I'm going to rest for 45 and then it only takes five minutes of your day. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then try to build it to 30 on 30 off and then try to build it to, you know, whatever the case may be. Right. But that would be my personal movement just because there's so much you could do with it and you could do it anywhere with anything at any time. Like I could go do it at the airport while I wait for my flight yeah. if I felt like it. And And once the legs start to get there, that's when maybe you do hold on to something because mm-hmm. then it's midline, it's yep. upper back, making yep. sure you're not rounding. Yep. Like you're getting a real full, yeah, full body thing going once you actually get. And you the use base your legs there. the most of your body, so yep. why wouldn't you want that to be strong? You yeah. know what I mean? Absolutely. So. Kenzie, wow. follow that up, Kenzie. I can't. Why well, couldn't really follow good. her story? I had to do something. <laughs> no, that was good. No, and and so, I mean, after hearing all of that, like. That you is, want a lunch too? I do, huh? I do, and because pick a so I movement. so I was so I was gonna say squat, yeah, but that was my other one. I would pick lunging over squat because telling people to squat is you have to teach them to. I feel like having the appropriate squat, yeah, is because telling people to to squat is setting. I feel like it, you might not be doing it appropriately. You're gonna mm-hmm. get hurt, and then you're not gonna get the benefit. I feel like with a lunge, one leg at a time, so you have to isolate one and I feel like and I feel like lunging there's a better chance you're going to hit more muscle groups because I definitely feel squatting only in my quads sometimes because I do it so right um versus you're the one that needs help on how to squat yes I know there's a lot of Kinsey's (laughs) out there to where um I don't know I just feel like a lunge is uh more well-rounded so anyways we're we're team lunge here we are but but I'm going to put you on the spot if someone did want to start squatting where would you have them start um I personally feel like I learn more about squatting appropriately when I do box squat, um, which okay. sounds yeah, like silly, but I, and I see so many members that I coach, like they squat and then they come in, you know, they do their squats their way and then they come in one week, they're like, oh, my knees bother me. I put them on a box and I feel like I'm like, you should squat like that all the time. Cause I feel like you are getting so much more out of it and like, it looks better. It looks safer. Like. Maybe you should it just adds, do this for a it while. Adds a, and it adds that element of control that so many people lack. Yes. That and it translates to real life. Like we're constantly sitting and then standing, toilet, yep. uh, dinner table, you know, whatever, airport, car. car. I mean. Yeah, for sure. Not having to, as you get older, not having to use your hands and do yeah. all of that is, is really important. And it puts you in a, yeah, like range of motion. Like some people struggle to get below parallel, but if you put them that you're going to sit down and, and meet something and be able to pause or you know like right then then it's a it's i don't know so i would in teaching proper mobility um like you know like ankle and knee issues like that stuff goes so far if you like address it and understand Mm -hmm. like that that affects your ability to squat um so that's why just setting somebody up and be like oh do squats like i think it's going to you're not going to get out of it what you need because um, the squat is harder than it sounds like to do it right and to get the benefit from it. Yeah. Um, versus a lunge, as long as your knee's not going over your, your toe and you're hurting your freaking knee, um, I feel like you get booty much more than a squat probably does. Um, yeah. And, and with the squat thing, I think it's important just to say that unless the person is really comfortable with the movement, we would probably take the weight portion oh, yeah. out of it yeah that's yeah especially if it was loaded on your back mm-hmm. there's something very unsafe about the fact that your spine can support a lot and then you can move up and down whereas if i'm doing you know what we'd call a goblet squat and for anybody that's listening that doesn't know what that is you're essentially holding on to something in front of you and if you have really poor squat mechanics with a goblet squat you might just drop yeah, the just object not mm-hmm. be able to do that um and then if we take it a full step back, it's just right back to sit on the couch, stand right. up, you know, sit down to something, whether it's a box, whether it's the couch, whether it's a chair and stand up and you can really, um, you know, we can make videos for this to, to explain it a little bit better, but I think you're pretty safe, um, in terms of movement if the chair is, you know, around or above parallel mm-hmm. sitting down and standing up yeah. and you can learn a lot about your squats if you're just starting out by just thinking about weight distribution. Like when I watch when I watch athletes lift weights, if it's got any lower body involved, all I watch is their feet. You can tell 
absolutely everything about the way that they're moving from their feet. So if you feel balanced in your squat, there's a pretty good chance you're doing it right. If you feel like you're doing the opposite of what Kenzie does and like maybe picking your toes up and sitting too far back and the chair wasn't there, you'd fall Mm -hmm. over. Whereas if you feel like you have to stand almost like with your feet, like with your butt, like on the back of the chair because you squat on your toes only, Mm -hmm. that would sort of be the opposite. So if you're squatting, starting out with air squats, um, just try to feel balanced. Try to feel like your big toe and your heel are in contact with the ground the whole time. And that's a pretty good start. I also was going to say um, a combo push, like a push-pull body weight, but because I think that being able to move your body weight is more important. I mean, not I don't say more important, but... Um, it's a precursor. Moving, move, yeah, move, yeah, I mean, like, move your body weight before you worry about moving, like, external weight. Um, granted, what, that's... What did you... Give, give us an example of um, Like, even, like... Um, push-ups and pull-ups and I'm talking like start from it's it's okay to do you know we do like a lot of ring rows and whatever but um inverted like inverted rows stuff like like assisted it doesn't have to be like I can't like I could do one pull-up when I start CrossFit Mm -hmm. like you don't have to be able to do pull-ups and rx two standard boy push like you no whether it's a that. ring or just the like, trx straps whatever it is doing, being able to pull yourself no matter what the angle is yeah. yeah i don't know like i think that that's and doing it um doing both opposite i think is um really i don't know i think that's a great benefit i think it's working lots of muscles and i think that body weight movements do so much if you really just do them regularly right um but you have to think you have to be consistent with it but it can go a long way if you don't have the strength to do things like push-ups you can always do some planks and if you can't do planks on your hands do them on your elbows to start there's so many yeah Yeah. there's a lot of accumulate time um and there's no shame in starting there like you have to start somewhere like because you could you're surprised at how fast you can make progress in something like one one week you're on your elbows another week you're like we like the next week you might be able to do more or do have like if you just do it yeah you can get better and the easiest way to think about the upper body stuff is um first and foremost we walk on our legs and we do not walk on our hands and a lot of people don't use their arms very much during throughout a regular day and that means that we don't have slow twitch muscle fibers in our upper body that means our endurance that's why when you do a push-up it feels great and then you do go to do another one and it's not there as opposed to you're kind of choosing if you want to stand back up in a squat especially if it's body weight so the way to look at the push pull is the closer essentially the closer you are to parallel with whatever surface you're on the harder it's going to be so if i'm perpendicular to the ground and i'm up against the wall and i'm literally just standing there with my hands against the wall that's going to be the easiest way for me to build a push-up as opposed to if I'm parallel with the ground, I'm in a traditional push-up position that is a complete 90-degree turn from there. With the ring rows or with the TRX rows, whatever it is, the closer you are to standing straight up when you're finished your rep is the easier it's going to be, whereas the closer you are to parallel with the ground, you know, essentially you'd have to be inverted, like with your feet on the box or something. That's how hard it can be, and there's a whole world in between all that. And if you have that mentality of get a little bit better each week, then you're just like okay, my toes were one foot from the wall this week and now they are a foot and a half. They're two feet away from the wall. Progress is progress. Progress is progress. And that's how you get there and understand that your progress in your lower body and your midline are going to come a lot faster than your progress with your upper body. Dude, I did banded pull-ups for like six six months or something. I've been pressing the same weight for like four years (laughs) and I press like every day. (laughs) It's it's just, it's one of those things where like, bang for your buck it's a lot different so we have i don't know if you guys have seen it but we have like a a seven day exercise schedule for people where they could like print it out and put it up on the wall and it has things like long and slow one day so not long and slow seven days long and slow one day <laughs> squat one day and squat we specify like you could do lunges mm-hmm. um but just something lower body, lower body loading yeah. um press one day and there's a whole world in there, obviously. Absolutely. Bench press, strict press, push-ups, push press, whatever it is. We have pulling in there. That could be pull-ups. That could be deadlifts. Um, and deadlifts, don't let that word scare you. Deadlift can be a very, you know, again, a sandbag or a single kettlebell or anything like, like that. Would like a skier or a row be considered a pull? 
it can be it can be so so kind of the concept is where we start to blur the lines is is i put even though we're talking about strength work i put short and fast as one of the days if i'm pushing a sled or if i'm pulling really hard on a rower if i'm doing any of these things we're starting to now really like this is the most bang for your buck you can get because you are doing strength training and Mm -hmm. improving cardiovascularly simultaneously yeah so that's where that would sort of come into play um what's what's really important here is that people don't get scared with the like flexibility portion Hmm. because if you're doing upper body work and you do not have the flexibility for it it makes it much harder so you can build that muscle tissue and it doesn't matter i mean ted's shaking his head yes ted has one of the strongest upper bodies there is but when he kicks up into a handstand his thoracic spine is like, are we going to break or are we going <laughs> yeah. to get in line with our arms? That old banana Whereas back. for me, I'm nowhere near as strong, but because my shoulders go straight up over my head because I played baseball my whole life, like it's just easier for me. So if you're really struggling with that and there's any pain there, you know, going after something like a Ramwad where you have like a guided thing that's getting you into, you know, positions like puppy dog or whatever and, and you can improve I mean, on that. Just like progress is progress. Like, I, I mean, I, we all, I think probably know that you have to do something to get better at it. So if you're like your front rack pressing, holding something in a front rack, like every day, if you like work on it every day, like it'll get better, but you have like, you have to work on it. And yeah. then someday yep. you'll be able to have a better position, but you can't do it once a week when I remind you or when in class we have to modify and then like, Hey, you should hit this. Let me show you the stretch and you never do it. Like, but I don't know. That's mobility is so much mobility stuff and you have to find your victories in mobility you have to know whether it's through a video or through you can tell in your positions that you're improving you have to know that you're improving you have to find out where you're improving so that you can know how to keep going takes time it does take time um so essentially i want to wrap this up by saying the entire point of this whole conversation is that i think absolutely everybody out there in their own way should squat press and pull every single week um that is not age specific it is obviously not gender specific and you can make very serious changes in your mood your well your personal well-being all of these different things by incorporating this as part of what you do in exercise and if you do get to a point where you do want to try to compete in powerlifting or crossfit or any of these other things that's a personal choice there but don't let these social norms tell you that you have to go out there and have a two hour long session where you're just atrophying your body and creating injuries when you could go into the gym, work really hard on, you know, warming up and going through a set of these movements and maybe some accessory after whatever and make way more change in much less time. It needs to be a part of everybody's exercise regimen And I just think it's really important to have two very strong, powerful women on the podcast to say this stuff does work and you can personalize it and make it your own thing and you can go whatever direction you want, but it's got to be part of what you do. It really should. It's empowering AF, by the way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. That's part of why I love it is I never done it. After a couple of years, I was doing stuff. I was like, how am I doing this? Like, I feel like a badass. So I don't know. I think that's a really important for women to feel that as well. So I'm not saying it's only from weightlifting, but you yeah. feel something that you, this stuff all, know. but it all starts to mix together. There's lots of feels, yeah. man. There's lots of feels and the there's lots of fish. <laughs> I mean, we didn't really say it at all. And I don't think that anything that you guys said was super specific to just you. I feel like there's probably a lot of people out there that have gone through very similar feelings to what you guys have. You mentioned relatability. We didn't even say we know them well, Mm -hmm. but maybe this isn't a CrossFit podcast. So maybe our listeners don't. Kenzie and China are probably the top 1% in the world of elite oh. level CrossFit games. You know what's crazy, Ted? Is you and I are in the 1%. They're in like point zero 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 one. Like So we're talking to two elite athletes that achieve things that most people in the world can never dream of achieving, but their journey is still similar, similar to a lot of people. To yeah. a lot of people. Some human girls. 
so it's a determination. It's a matter of setting your mind to something and following through, really. I yeah. mean, you, you, China, you said that you still struggle with things. Absolutely. Now, it's not slowing you down. No. Work mm. around it. Yeah. Figure it out. Just a human. <laughs> we got just a human. Just human girls. Yeah. All right. I think we got it. I think this our I think our message is is in there. You know, we're campaigning for for women to be perfectly comfortable with adding strength training into yep. their regimen. And once again, it's one of those things where you should personalize it, and it should be about how you want to feel and maybe even look. But there is an avenue for absolutely everybody and their goals to involve strength training, and it's just too damn good for you not to have everybody do it. Agreed. Just try it. Just try it. Indeed. Thanks a lot, guys. Girls really rule, guys. It. Boys drool. Bulls drool. Boys drool. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> True drools. Girl power. <laughs> Later, y'all. Bye. All right, guys. That was the Strong Women episode with Mackenzie Riley and China Cho. Hope you enjoyed. Um, as always, miss, at the misfit.project yes. on Instagram, misfitproject.com. Um, Find us on iTunes. Find us on iTunes. And if you enjoy the podcast, please leave us a five-star review and let us know what you think of it. Um, you guys, I've been saying this for weeks now, but are doing such a good job of keeping in touch with us and letting us know on social media what you are doing. Please do that. That helps us with our momentum. Um, it's, it's very inspiring. So please keep doing that. Uh, hope you enjoyed the episode. See you.